Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Masks are no longer required on uh, U.S. domestic flights. Please feel free to keep wearing them if you would like to. Uh, but this goes for both employees and passengers. It is now an option. Jet Blue. Delta, American, Alaska, Southwest, and United have dropped mask mandates following the TSA's decision to no longer enforce it. The Biden administration changed its stance when a federal judge in Florida rejected the national mandate for airlines yesterday. All of the airlines still encourage mask wearing in accordance with the CDC and local ordinances. So I want to dig a little deeper into this when we talk with uh, Jim Ryan coming up about this at 505 but um, I'm curious now, will you wear a mask? Will you be on public transportation? And, and locally, I don't have a breakdown of what our local transportation authorities are going to say because it will still be up to each individual agency. So maybe you can, uh, you know, mask up on JetBlue, but you're going to or you don't have to mask up on JetBlue, but there's another airline that you're going to have to. Or maybe you're going to be able to ride one of our local transit I don't know, buses or trains, but another one might say, nope, you have to wear a mask on this one. So don't just go willy nilly and think, "Okay, it's been lifted. So everything's the same. Each individual agency or business is going to have its own rules. So just be aware of that. The war in Ukraine shifted from the areas near the capital city of Kiev, and ABC's Tom Rivers says Russia's military has started its campaign in eastern Ukraine. Its goal to establish complete control over the territory of the Donetsk and Luhansk regions, as well as maintaining a land corridor with Crimea. Ukraine's prime minister has vowed to fight absolutely to the end in Mariupol. That's the port city that's been under siege for seven weeks. We'll get into more on Ukraine when we talk with Tom at 535. A student cinematographer from Chapman University has been killed in a crash in a sand dune near Arizona. Students from USC and Chapman were on location Friday for a student film when the dune buggy rolled over and went down the side of the dune. Three USC students survived the crash. Investigators say all the passengers were wearing the proper safety equipment except for the student who died. Officials in Fontana are investigating a school police officer's alleged bad behavior. Other officers have accused the school cop of misconduct, including punching a student in the stomach at Summit High while the student's hands were up more than a decade ago. He's also been accused of slashing students' bike tires with a knife. Officers complaining about the cop say they think his bad behavior has been swept under the rug, in part because he has several family members who work in the school district. The school cop who's up for promotion was put on leave last Wednesday. The district says it and Fontana PD are investigating. 
Blake Trolley, KFI News. And a wildly sad story out of Stockton. It's a student has died after he was stabbed multiple times by a trespasser at a high school in Northern California. Stockton Police Deputy Chief Eric Kane says the alleged attacker is in custody. There were staff immediately there. It happened so quick that um, they weren't able to stop it, but they were there immediately, hence why the uh, assailant was able to be detained. Stag High School was on lockdown following the stabbing yesterday, and I heard reports that this could have been a targeted incident. 506 on your wake-up call. Jim Ryan, good morning to you. I know you travel for your job all the time, and no longer will you have to wear a mask if you don't want to on a plane. Right. Uh, you don't have to wear a mask. You can wear a mask if you want to on aircraft and the airports, even on Uber. Lyft has not yet issued a statement, but uh, the American Airlines, Delta, Southwest all issued statements last night, Jen, saying that they would no longer require masks for their passengers or their uh, their employees. And so those, yes, those requirements have gone away because of this ruling that came from Judge Catherine Kimball Mazel yesterday out of Florida. Uh, she made kind of a uh, political statement about the whole thing. She says that uh, it was uh, tantamount to detention, that people were being required to wear masks. She says they don't clean anything, but that they just trap water droplets inside the mask and that they don't do anything to help prevent COVID. So... Uh, she uh, gave her a stamp of approval to bringing down those mask mandates around the country. Okay, where does the Biden administration go from here? They study this. They take a look at the ruling that came from the judge. Uh, Jen Psaki, the White House spokeswoman, said yesterday that in the meantime, the, uh, the, the White House would honor the judge's ruling that there would be no mask mandates, essentially, uh, while the White House is taking a look at that ruling. So disappointment on the part of the White House, but they're not going to stand in the way of the lifting of the mask mandates, at least not yet. And where does the CDC stand on this? Well, the CDC, of course, is an extension of the administration, and so they're sort of in lockstep. The CDC had said that it was extending the latest mask mandate on transportation until May 3rd, I believe it was. Well, it's gone away a few weeks before that because of this judge's ruling. I think that may be the reason the White House isn't more firmly saying, you know, we're going to we're going to uh, fight, fight this it, all the yeah. way. We're going to ask for a temporary restraining order. We don't we want to keep the mask mandates in place. They were supposed to go away on uh, on May 3rd anyway under this latest extension. So that may be why the White House is saying, fine, whatever. Okay, so if you, now this is for those companies that you mentioned, but if somebody is traveling, Mm -hmm. they still probably want to pack a mask just in case they end up on an airplane or they end up in a a place, a facility, because it's still going to be on a case-by-case basis, right? So the, the, uh, you know, JetBlue and, and Southwest may say, yeah, sure, take your mask off. But there might be other airlines you're on that say, no, no, we still want you to keep it on. Exactly. Right. You, okay. you want to keep one in your jacket or keep it in your, your purse or your uh, overnight bag because, yeah, it may still be required in some place. Here's an example. Amtrak uh, says, okay, you can come on board without a mask on, but the New Jersey Transit and New York Metropolitan Transportation Authority say, no, we are still requiring masks. So, yeah, they have the authority to do that. Uh, the judge essentially said that we're going to leave it up to individual agencies to do this, that there wouldn't be a blanket policy issued by CDC, but that you know, the you know, local agencies and and uh, governments can impose their own mask mandates if they want. All right. Thank you so much for right. that, Jim. See you later. Thanks, Jen. All right. Bye. ABC's Jim Ryan. Um, I didn't. You know, what's so funny about this is it's being lifted now. And I noticed over the weekend, nobody got in trouble. And it seemed like at Christmas, everybody got in trouble on the plane for not wearing a mask.
you know, they'd say, take your mask down, take a bite, and pull, pull your mask back up while you're chewing. It was so, you know, specific when you got on the plane about how your behavior needed to be. And this time it was around, like, you know, the, the person got on the the mic and was like, you know, welcome and here are your safety things and whatever. And we have a, a federal mask mandate. And in fact, the guy who was checking us in at Southwest goes, I know, I know the mask mandate is still in. So you have to wear it. So even the, the employees are probably getting, you know, tired of having to mandate it. But at the same time, I know that there are a lot of people who still are going to feel a whole lot more comfortable wearing a mask. And I really hope that we'll just, you know, respect each other's choice. Who cares? Who cares if you want to wear a mask and Joe over there doesn't or vice versa? Joe, don't get mad at, you know, Sally because she wants to wear a mask. Who cares? It doesn't hurt you, right? So anyway, that's where we stand. But yeah, the because it's not a blanket policy, just keep the mask in just in case you are flying somewhere, you go to get on mass transit and that particular agency doesn't allow you to not wear a mask. A man's been sentenced to almost 11 years in prison for the death of Mac Miller at the rapper's home in Studio City. The man admitted to knowing the pills he gave to another man to give to Miller had fentanyl or some other controlled substance. Miller died in September 2018 at the age of 26. Two other men have been charged in Miller's death. One is pleaded guilty. The other is waiting to be sentenced. A rapper-actor has been convicted of raping three teenage girls and four women. Kalan Walker appeared in the film Superfly and Kings. Jurors in Van Nuys acquitted him of charges involving three other women. Well, the store owner who has been charged with the shooting of that nine-year-old girl in Victorville at the mall has pleaded not guilty. Investigators say the man was shooting at suspected thieves but missed and hit the girl instead. Social media posts that appear to be from the girl's family say she was shot twice in the arm while in line to get her picture taken with the Easter Bunny. She is expected to be okay. Next year's recommended budget will be presented to the L.A. County Board of Supervisors at this morning's meeting. CEO Fizia Davenport says the new budget also includes the creation of four new departments. The budget totals $38.5 billion. Davenport says the new budget includes a total of 111,000 employment positions. That's a net increase from the current fiscal year and reflects the lifting of a hiring freeze imposed during the uncertainties of the early pandemic. Davenport says 59% of the budget is set aside for health and human services, 24% for public safety. Steve Gregory, KFI News. News is brought to you this morning by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. Congress will consider ways to boost computer chip manufacturing and research in the U.S. with billions of federal dollars. The global computer chip shortage has made it harder for people to get their hands on cars, computers, and other necessities. There are currently two bills in Congress that the government hopes will lessen the impact of the shortage. Some Democratic senators have split with the Biden administration when it comes to immigration. They're questioning Biden's decision to end Title 42. That's the Trump-era public health order that stops illegal immigrants from crossing the border because of concerns over COVID-19. Arizona Democratic Senator Mark Kelly says a surge of migrants could easily get out of hand. I don't think they've come to the realization of what level it will be and that it could be a humanitarian crisis. Michigan Democratic Senator Gary Peters is chair of the Homeland Security Commission. He says there needs to be a well-thought-out plan in place to handle the massive surge of migrants. Well, the man convicted of shooting Jacqueline Avon in the back during a robbery at her home in Beverly Hills will be sentenced in L.A. Ariel Maynard could get a sentence of up to 170 years in prison. The L.A. Times says court records show Maynard later laughed.
and bragged about killing Avon in a phone call to a friend. Avon was the wife of music executive Clarence Avon. Jury selection has started in the defamation lawsuit filed against Kim and Khloe Kardashian by Black China. Attorneys had a hard time finding unbiased jurors yesterday. Some potential panelists were even outspoken, and one said, I hope none of these people get any wealthier because of this for sure. (sighs) Another said he had seen the 2002 sex tape between Kim Kardashian and RJ and believed it would be a disruption to his concentration. Which he... Oh, wait, he actually told the judge, I'm going to be replaying this sex tape in my head and I'm probably not going to be paying attention very closely. Okay. Yeah, you're out. Thanks. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for doing your civic duty. Nope, don't need you. (laughs) Ay, ay. First City in Orange County has state approval for an affordable housing plan, but it will still have to be approved by voters. Your Belinda planning manager, Nate Farnsworth, says the plan calls for the city to zone more than 2,400 new homes. We're trying a variety of different strategies. We're creating a housing overlay on top of some of our church sites to allow for housing to be built on congregational sites. He says even if voters approve the rezoning plan in November, developers will decide what actually gets built. The state mandates SoCal will have more than 1.3 million new homes by 2029. That's a plan for how it could work, but that's due to be in the city this year. And I teased it, so I want to make sure that I give this to you. I've got a golden ticket. I've got a golden chance to make my way. A Hershey promotion could give Reese's lovers free peanut butter cups for a year and maybe even for life. All people have to do is look for this specially marked wrapper, and the packages have a QR code on them, and they tell you if you've won. The promotion for National Lover's Day is taking place now through July. Right now, though, I want to talk kittens because we all know it is kitten season. But what the heck are you supposed to do when you find these furry little kittens out there and you think, oh, my gosh, I got to go grab them and snatch them up and put them in a box? Samantha Bell is a cat expert. First off, Samantha, thanks for joining us this morning. And how can I get that title? Because that sounds amazing. (laughs) Isn't it? I have the best job in the world. Yes, absolutely. Um, Just just work with a lot of shelter cats and uh, and you can get the title too. Okay, well, I'm in because that that will be my next job (laughs) in my next life. So, Samantha, again, thank you for joining me this morning. And we've talked a lot about kitten season, specifically with Best Friends Animal Society. And I know we've, Uh you know, partnered with them talking about this as much as we can. But what are you supposed to do if you find kittens? So first of all, just thank you so much for having me because this is so important and I just, I'm so grateful that you're letting me tell everyone what to do. So, you know, naturally, if you see kittens outside, most people would say, oh no, poor little things. Let me scoop them up. Let me take them to the shelter. But I'm, I'm here to let everyone know that that is actually not in their best interest. The best thing to do is to leave them with their mama. So in Los Angeles, there are two million, over two million free roaming cats outside. At some point, you're going to find their kittens. Um, they're just there. There are a lot of cats that live outside, and they they're happy to be living outside, and they're thriving out there. So their kittens will do the same. We don't want to bring all those kittens into the shelters because they're going to overwhelm the shelters. And also, so these little tiny baby kittens, they require so much around the clock care. They need to be bottle fed every couple of hours. I've got some that are 
screaming next to me right now that are waiting for their bottles. Um, They need to be bottle fed every couple of hours. And the shelters, just as much as they would love to save them all, they don't have the resources, the time, the staff, the volunteers. They just can't care for these little tiny baby kittens. Um, So unfortunately, cats, you know, these they're they're going to have to kill these little baby kittens because there just simply isn't space. So what we are asking everyone to do is to leave the kitten there. First of all, just look at them, make sure they look okay. If they look like cute little chubby kittens, that means mama is nearby and she is feeding them. And you're going to want to wait for mama to come back. If they do, which is it's very rare, but in some cases they might look Um, you know, thin or weak or dirty. In that case, scoop them up and bring them to a vet or contact your shelter and ask them, your local shelter, and ask them what to do. But in most cases, mama is out there hunting. She's got to go find food for herself so that she can feed her babies. So you just want to wait for her to come back. And you wait 10 to 12 hours. Now, we're not asking anyone to stand there for 10 to 12 hours. (laughs) There are a couple tricks that you can do. One of the tricks is you put a ring of flour around. This sounds so weird, but you put a ring of flour around the babies. And then if mama comes in and out, you can go check a couple hours later and you'll see the little footprints, little flower footprints. So you're like, okay, good. Mama's there. Because most of these mamas are scared of people. So if you're standing there near the kittens, she's not going to come back to them. So you want to go far away give her that chance to come back so and um also like if you have a, a security camera um that you can that you can point that you know will tell you if there's motion that way you can tell mom is there so you don't have to spend your entire day just staring at them not but that it wouldn't be fun cases, <laughs> i know i know they're so cute <laughs> if if they are in a dangerous location so maybe they're close to traffic or you, they're in a neighbor's yard and you know that neighbor has um, a big dog that maybe isn't great with cats or something. Just if you know they're in a dangerous location, you can pick them up and move them to a safer location that's close by, like maybe in one yard over or something. Mama will find them and it will not, you know, you touching them. A lot of people are, are concerned, like, oh, if I touch the baby, right, right. maybe mama won't come back. Nope, she will come back. I've done it. You know, I've relocated them to a safer area. And waited a little bit, and sure enough, she came, scooped him up, and was, you know, feeding him just fine. Okay, good, because I do think that that's a concern for a lot of people is even if they do have to move them or one looks sick or something like that, they get so worried that, you know, I don't want to touch it because I don't want mama to smell me on it and then freak out and not want to help the kitten. No, she loves those babies. She will. She doesn't care if they have our stink on them. She will take <laughs> care of her babies. Okay, that is good to know. What? Okay, so if one of these kittens does look ill or something like that, mm-hmm. you're calling the vet. What if somebody just says, you know what, I just don't have the money for this, but I want to help this little kitten. Still call the vet and see what you can do, well, see if you can work something call out. Call the vet or call, the, call your local rescue and let them know that you have found kittens that don't look healthy okay. and ask them for their advice. They might have a volunteer who might be able to come out and get them and help them. Um, just always contact your local shelters, your local rescues, and ask them for advice on what to do before you just scoop them up and take them in. But if they do look sick, scoop them up and take them somewhere. To, to the yeah. vet, of course, we prefer because shelters are getting inundated with kittens. But um, if, if that's the closest place and it's a shelter, then you can take them to the shelter. Um, and then, you know, usually mom does come back and she's the best one to care for these babies. Even like, I think I'm one of the best fosters ever, but there's no substitute for a mama's milk and love and care. And they will just 
thrive when they're with mama. So we really want to make sure that A, they're not filling up the shelters, and B, they're having their best chance at a good life by, by leaving them with their mama. But some of them still end up in shelters. That's just the way it is. And there's another way you can help once they're in shelters, too, and that is by fostering baby kittens. So, yes. I mean, if they're already in there, why not have cuteness in your life and bring them into your home and onto your adorable social media? And they are it, I mean, it's a joy to foster kittens. I just, uh, I love it. So if you, you know, if you can't save them outside once they're inside, try to foster them. Another, another thing you can do is talk to your local, just to help prevent all these outdoor cats from having so many cats and kittens. Yeah. Talk to your local shelter or rescue and ask them, how can we get involved to, to get all of these kittens, to get all of these mama cats spayed and neutered so that they stop having babies and and the daddy cats, too, like how to get them fixed. And there are a lot of TNVR programs all over the country where they will humanely trap them, neuter them, vaccinate them, and put them right back where they were so that they're outside, still living their best life. They're not taking up a spot in the shelter, and they're also not having any more babies. That is a win-win-win. Samantha, thank yeah. you so much for your time this morning. So basically the moral of the story thank sounds you. like you see the kittens, don't do anything specifically to them unless they're in harm's way. Leave them there. Yeah. But you're the thing that we should all be doing is making those phone calls and just either letting somebody know, letting the animal shelter, or, I mean, letting the animal services know if there's something yeah. that they need to take care of. And just kind of just it, like we would with anything else. You know, you see squirrels, you see whatever. You, you'll help them yeah. if they need it. Otherwise, leave them alone. Exactly. That's a great way to put it. And if anyone wants to learn more about how they can help kittens in their community, please go to bestfriends.org slash kittens. And there's all of this info for you and videos and resources and, you know, phone numbers, just everything you need is at bestfriends.org slash kittens. It is an awesome website. Samantha, thank you again for your oh, time. I hope you. we get to talk again soon. I hope so, too. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. It's good information, and people need to know it. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You, too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Samantha Bell, cat expert. I love her. I love her energy. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee, and some of the stories we're watching in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Delta, Alaska, Southwest, and United have dropped mask mandates following the TSA's decision to no longer enforce it. The Biden administration changed its stance when a federal judge in Florida rejected the national mandate for airlines yesterday. A, cin a, a student cinematographer, I should say, from Chapman University has been killed in a crash on a sand dune near Arizona. Students from USC and Chapman were on location Friday for a student film when the dune buggy rolled over, went down the side of a dune. Three USC students survived the crash. They were all wearing the proper safety equipment. The student who died was not. All right. Now let's say good morning to ABC's Tom Rivers. It was inevitable. We knew it was coming. It was just a matter of when the hammer would finally fall. And I guess Russia's long feared full scale attack on the eastern side of Ukraine has finally happened. How bad did things get overnight, Tom? Yeah, exactly, Jennifer. Well telegraphed. We're hearing it from President Zelensky, his chief military spokesperson from the Russian side. Um, it's, it's off and running. And it is basically to, in the words of the Russian, to, uh, to free up Luhansk and the Donetsk republics. So uh, it's, good. it's a bit of territory. You and I may say, look at the map, but it's like a 300-mile-long 
piece of territory is separating the eastern and western part of Ukraine. So it's not going to be solved by Friday. But uh, the, the, the fight goes on and, and more Russian units are pouring in, more armor pouring in as well. We go right, right across the border into both of those eastern sides now and, uh, and do what they will. Uh, the focal point right here right now, of course, is still Mariupol. And uh, the Russian troops there have, we found out in the last hour, uh, called a quote-unquote uh, cessation of their guns, allowing for the surrender of the uh, Ukrainian forces in that steel plant to walk out if they so desire. It's supposed to be a two-hour window. If they come out, uh, they say they will get to live. If they don't, they will have to be prepared for the, for the onslaught, which will be spearheaded by Russian-backed rebel separatists, a special ops team from the eastern Ukraine side. No love loss whatsoever between them and the fighters inside the plant. So, yes, it could get very, very nasty. Keep uh, checking this out in a few hours. I think that one of the things that just kind of made my heart drop was hearing President Zelensky talk about them basically preparing for World War II type conditions in his country now. And knowing that they have had this anticipation, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And in a way, the relief probably is, okay, it's finally here, let's go. At the same time, it's finally here. It's finally here. The Russian side, for, for what it's worth, are saying, and also tying in with the Western weapons coming in, um, their view is as you pour in more weapons, all you're doing is prolonging the inevitable. We will win. We will prevail in the eastern side. If you want to uh, sit around a table next week, that's great. If you want to sit around a table in six months, how many more people are going to die? That is their point of view. And how long, I mean, I know in the beginning, one of the things that President Zelensky said, one of the first times we heard him speak was he was asking, you know, how it was a news conference and they were asking, how long can you sustain this fight against Russia? And he was so, I mean, almost sadly honest when he said, I don't know. Well, is that still the case? Well, exactly. Do you still feel still that? The case. Yeah, I think, you know, the weapons keep coming in and it's prolonging. This is now, what, over seven weeks now. Um, Who would have thought? You and I, if we sat down and said, well, this will be over in two weeks. That's what a lot of people, the military analysts certainly here in London were saying. Right. Is it going to be over in two weeks? And they got to figure it out. Well, we're we're, we're further down the road. um, And according, as I said, the Russians say that that the end result is going to be the same. It's just how much pain and how much toil. You want to throw into the mix, into the hopper, uh, and that's something nobody can answer, I guess. Have, have there been any more talks where, you know, President Zelensky in the beginning was saying, you know, come on, President Putin, sit down, talk to me. Let's try and figure this out. He kept wanting to have these negotiations. And Putin's people basically were saying, uh, you know, that's a, a lovely thought, but no. And uh, so now, are they any closer to talking? I know that it seemed that over time, as the fighting got worse, President Zelensky was pulling back from, you know, that congeniality that, you know, let's work together. Let's see if we can figure something out. Is he getting desperate enough to say, all right, I'm willing to go back to the table? It's funny. We're getting a mirror, mirrored kind of image of what uh, the Russians are saying about the talks as well. Uh, they say we're willing to talk. Why don't you want to talk? And they keep saying, well, the West is kind of like twisting the arm of Zelensky to keep on fighting, mm. keep on allowing the weapons to pour in there um, to protract this thing. And that's, that's what we're hearing from the, from the Russian side. Uh, one thing Zelensky said, which I think stands, he said it early on, 
He said this thing will be solved around a table. Figure you put put in the date. It could be in a week, could be in a year. We don't know, but ultimately that's how this thing is is going to uh, shape up. But we're not there yet. And again, as I said, with uh, this offensive now, the second stage of this offensive kicking off today, there's going to be some very horrific days. Certainly, in the coming weeks to come, it's going to get uh, going to get pretty pretty nasty in the eastern part of the country. All right, Tom, thank you so much for the update. Sad as it is, I mean, we we need to know the facts, and thanks for bringing them to us. Take care. All right, see you later. ABC's Tom Rivers. And I, I, you know what I think is, it's the Russian propaganda to its people. On one hand, is it true that the weapons and the ammo and everything that we are sending the Ukrainians, are we helping them prolong this war? I guess, yes. But what's the other option? President Putin, did you tell your people that the reason that they're doing it is because Ukraine is trying to fight for itself and we are trying to keep it from being taken over by you? Did did you mention that part to them? And that it's not the West's idea? We we didn't, you know, like, we didn't sit down one night over dinner and go, you know, let's send... Millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in aid to Ukraine. What the hell? It's just sitting over there. Nobody. Hey, Bob, you using that? No. All right. Good. Let's send him. Let's send him that weaponry. We sent it out of necessity. It's just. It it grosses me out. Honestly, that that kind of crap is being spread around Ukraine. I mean, around Russia. Because what are the Russian people supposed to? They don't know. They've been cut off from any news source. So they don't have the opportunity to decide for themselves. All right, I got too worked up. I want to talk Dodgers. That'll make me happy. And some of the walk-up songs. So there was a great list of walk-up songs that came out from one of the, uh, maybe it was, I don't know. I don't want to give a wrong source here. Uh, But the walk-up songs came up last night, and I thought, oh, yeah, I've never actually just gone through some of them. So earlier this morning, we had uh, Mookie Betts, and that was over by Drake. One, one, some of these guys, you're going to hear some of these songs and go, that's not the walk-up song I heard last night. You're right. Because some of these guys have multiple walk-up songs, which I think would be me. I don't think I could settle on just one. But you heard Mookie Betts' was over by Drake, Freddie Freeman's by a Comigo. Uh, so here, Justin Turner. And honestly, I think this one's my favorite just because it's a nod to, you know, Whitney Houston. And uh, let's see if I can get it up here. Okay. All right. Here we go. This is Justin Turner's. Bring me a higher love. I'm all up. Bring me a higher love. Oh, oh. Bring me a higher love. It's that higher love. I what I love about that is it's a song that we all know. You can sing along. And it's just positive, and it kind of gets everybody dancing and excited. And uh, and he's Justin Turner, for God's sakes. He has a dog named Moonshine. How could you not love that guy? All right, up next, how about Mr. Will Smith, whose butt was bobblehead last night for him? This one. Still Snoop Dogg and D.I. D.I. Guess who's back? 
Still DRE by Dr. Dre, obviously featuring Snoop Dogg. Great little uh, kind of nod, too. Didn't it bring you to, when I heard it this first time, I was like, oh, a little nod to the Super Bowl, you know, giving a little nod to our local boys. That was cool, so I thought that was good of him. Coming up now, how about Chris Taylor? Chris Taylor goes old school sometimes, and I'm here for it. How about this one? I know you're dancing in your chair right now. I know you are. All the small things, true care, true care. Uh, Chris Taylor, all the small things that you did. You saved the postseason last year. This year, you have been coming up aces. Just very impressive. I'm a big Chris Taylor fan. He's like that quiet guy that was the utility guy for years, and it was like, where am I going to be? Where am I going to show my stuff? You know, where am I going to really flourish? And uh, last year, postseason, oh, Chris Taylor, flourished like crazy. Walker Bueller, he's coming undone. See, and that's not a usual one. A little corn. You know, I mean, that's not what you expect, right? Walking up, but still really good, powerful walk-up song. And finally, let's do a little, uh, let's see. Oh, Max Muncie. Let's do this one. Okay. Like that one, too, because it kind of has that, like, eerie, like, what do you think I'm going to do, huh? What do you think? Am I going to knock one out of the park? You don't know. All right, guys. Anyway, congratulations. Freddie Freeman hitting that home run against his uh, former team, the Braves, last night. Really emotional, cool night for him. He handled it like a pro. Clayton Kershaw, congrats on the 100th save last night. Win, I should say, 100th win. I screwed that up again. Anyway, just a a fun, fun night for Dodger fans last night. And uh, come on, boys, let's keep it up especially against the Braves, since my husband's a Braves fan. Some major airlines have dropped those mask mandates following the TSA's decision to no longer enforce it. The Biden administration changed its stance when a federal judge in Florida rejected the national mandate for airlines yesterday. So JetBlue, American, Delta, Alaska, Southwest, and United all have dropped the mask requirements still. Take a mask with you because you don't know when you get off at your destination If the mass transit you're getting on, the train, the plane, the bus, the whatever, uh, if those have dropped their mask mandates. So just kind of keep that in mind. And the war in Ukraine shifted from areas near the city of Kiev. We're kind of right in the capital area. It's now over in eastern Ukraine where Russia had been saying it was headed. Ukraine's prime minister has vowed to fight absolutely to the end in Mariupol. That's the port city that's been under siege now for seven weeks. All right, let's get into your biz buzz this morning. And Elon Musk has already made some people a little bit nervous. This is a guy who tends to throw out his plan before it's like he shoots first and aims later. Have you noticed that? Because he's already said that he wants to buy uh, Twitter. That's nothing new. Okay, fine. He wants to buy it for, you know, whatever, 40 what was it, $42 billion? Okay, fine. But he also says that if he does buy Twitter, if it's successful, he would eliminate the salaries for Twitter's board. Now, if you want those board members on your side, I'm guessing you should pay them. 
Or if you want these board members to support your buying of the company, I'm thinking telling them that you're going to wipe out their salary is not the way to go. However, that is not Elon Musk's care. He doesn't give a flying tweet about this. He just wants the company, and this is what he does. He pokes the bear. Have you noticed it? Whether it's, I don't care. I don't care if it's the SEC. He pokes the bear. And if you look at his track record, in most cases, dude gets by with it. All right, you go to college. Sometimes it's five, six-figure price tag, right? And a lot of people are like, but it doesn't matter because when I get out of college, I am going to have that degree and I'm going to become a doctor. I'm going to become a whatever, lawyer, whatever. Well, according to this new survey, a statistic that might give some people some pause if they're thinking about whether it's really worth that five or six figure price tag, more than half of college graduates over the age of 25 say they do not work in their field of study. And the survey also found 25% uh, of respondents earn less than 30 grand a year, while approximately one out of seven earn less than 15,000 a year. And an individual annual income of 14,000 and change is considered below the poverty level. And the disparity though between the fields is stark. They say nearly 40% of business, engineering, biomed, science, and computer science majors earn more than 90 grand annually. So it kind of sounds like they stayed in their field, they went to school, they studied, and they got a job in that area. But 40% of social science, communication, education, and art majors earn less than $45,000 a year. So you go to school, you spend all that money, and you come out in a job that might get, might uh, where you might make less then it actually cost you to go for one year of school. So you might earn less per year than it cost you to go to school. Not saying don't go to school. Absolutely go to school. But man, it is tough these days to decide what you want to study and what is going to be worth it on the other side. Oh, I'm glad all that's behind me. This is KFI and KOST HD2 Los Angeles. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee. This has been your wake-up call. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.